What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 15 of the Extra Slice, brought to you by the Cheesy Controller Podcast. I'm your host, Anton Laplatte. Joining me, as always, is the mayor of Stardew Valley in Eorzea, Chris Montabano. I'm just trying to live an honest student life. The most generous squid in the sea, Jalen Roberts. Godhand deserved better. The Akatsuki Durag, Madrid Devon. Okay, I'm pulling up on you with Cerberus. I'm pulling up on you with Malchizedek. I'm pulling up on you with fucking Siegfried. I'm pulling up on you with Dominion. You feel me? All broken personas, nigga. Uh, and the coolest guy on the podcast, Josh Joe. So we te- pull the tech on you. We got a jam-packed hey. episode for you guys this week. We're going to be talking about some epic boss fights from gaming history we're going to be talking about some slept on series by the general public and then we're going to talk in the, talk about some series we could just never really get into all right so start off this week we got a couple questions from the audience and i feel like we should start off just answering those because those have a lot of stuff. Like, there was some news this week, but, like, I feel like what's more important right now is, like, actually just talking about the things the community want to hear about from us. Right. Yeah. The things Show them some that more. we love about video games, you know, because... They asked, so we they have asked. to deliver. You know, let's right. let's start a dialogue. So... Simulation and in the Discord, I put out a call a little bit earlier today. Just send in some questions you guys wanted to answer it on the extra slice. And the first person that got back to us was Simulation and AKA the Grind God, Juwan. And he asked, What are y'all's top five final bosses in video games and why? And we wanted to broaden that to just bosses because. Some of these bosses are like, <laughs> I ca- there are bosses that aren't final bosses that are really iconic in gaming. So yeah. we wanted to broaden it so we can include some of those because not every time is the best boss in a game the final boss. Alright, so he said top five and I guess I could strike this one from the list. I'll shout it out, but... Um, my number five, and I just got to shout this out because it needs to be heard by the world. The behemoth fight at the beginning of Crisis Core is one of those boss fights. It was one of those boss fights you were supposed to lose. And when you really got into that game and you could finally beat the behemoth. When you start rolling them slots on it. Right. Yeah. So, I want to shout that out as my number five. Give Crisis Core's Behemoth. Because it was one of those boss fights. Like the beginning of like DMC5 or a few... A lot of... I mean, you know, DMC5 may be showing up a little bit later. I see you over there, Madrid. <laughs> <laughs> I got some, you know... But that's besides got, the point. Got some heat. All right, well, Chris, man, I need, I need Crisis Core available. I want to play it. Please. Yeah, dog. Just, like I was gonna. Even if you don't remake that, just give us support. Look, we need to support. see the best boy in seven again. That's just yeah. the way it is. 
Like, honestly, Crisis Core is the reason that I want to get back into Final Fantasy VII Remake and finish it. Because, like, I got back in the other day, played, like, a solid couple hours, and then right. had to bounce off and haven't been able to get back since. But Final Fantasy VII Remake is just... It's everything I could have dreamed of when Crisis Core was... Everybody around me was playing Crisis Core. Alright, Chris, I'll give you a number five boss fight. Uh, my number five boss fight is Wesker in Resident Evil 5. Mm. For the sheer wait, amount. Wait, wait, five for five. Wait, when, when, when you fought him in a volcano? When you first, like, you first fight him in this tower where you're shooting rockets at him and you have to have your friend shoot the rocket so it blows up on him to activate this time sequence on an airplane that you just do quick time events and then end up on a volcano and somehow you eventually fight a boulder. This is the greatest boss fight. Or five on my list. Because of how ridiculous that franchise became. But how influential it was for my young gaming time. Alright. Yeah. Josh, do you have like <laughs> a boss you want to shout out? I'll probably hit you on like the one, three, and five, so you can get some ideas together. But uh, you got uh, a boss. Hot, uh, hot take. Boss fights are overrated. Don't formulate and always thought they were boring. I never like boss fights. Damn. If I'm Ooh, being truly, if I'm being truly honest, <laughs> if I'm being, if being one hundred real, I don't have, I don't have a, a favorite boss because I never, I never liked the boss fights. So it was like, okay, I figure out how to beat them, I beat them, and then I move on with the story to where I want to play. But okay, top five boss. Um, I don't know if you consider them a boss, but I guess an iconic scene within a game that I was playing would be Diego Cortez in Grand Theft Auto Vice City. I feel like that's one of the more iconic scenes within that game. Yes. So Agreed. that part of yeah. I guess like that 100%. part boss fights are just part epic of the, moments in the game. Yeah, that part of the that part of the movie was 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 pretty fun. I think I believe that was the first um the first how I guess like the first house that you get. So um I guess that character I guess because that character that character was so fun um and finally kind of like betraying that character um most because that character also betrayed you. So that sweet, sweet, sweet revenge mm -hmm. that you got to get in that video game. Um, yeah, so Diego Cartes and um, Grand Theft Auto and Vice City. Alright. I want to I add to Vice City giving me my first heartbreak when Lance betrays you. Because oh, I yeah. loved his character playing when I was playing through it. And then finding out he's like betraying you the entire time working for I the mean, mafia. He started acting like a hoe at, at some point. Like there was a point where it was like, all right, Lance, you kind of, you kind of, you, you're kind of bitching a lot. Like you, they, <laughs> they, they, they the dropped, they a dropped a little, they dropped little hints in there where it's like, okay, he's he's complaining a lot. He's he's not as fun that he was in the beginning of the relationship. It was like, all right, that's that true. Where they're just got, like, wait, you felt something change. It was felt something change aside. It really yeah. was surprising at the end. We actually had to put. put what are we? Or, you know. <laughs> I, yeah, that. It's one of my favorite gaming moments. Alright, so Jalen. My number five is actually the first boss fight I've ever got stuck to, stuck on in my life. And it's the Metal Sonic fight from Sonic CD, because fuck Metal Sonic. 
I mean, fuck Metal Sonic in general. I don't think I've ever enjoyed fighting Metal Sonic in any of his incarnations across any yeah. Sonic game I've ever played, but fuck Metal Sonic in general. Actually, yeah. I loved yeah. fighting CD. Metal Sonic when he was, uh, fucking, when he turned into, uh, what was it? Fuck, what, Metal Chaos in Sonic Heroes. Ooh. Metal Albatross? No, not Metal Albatross, uh... It was the final boss of Sonic Heroes. It was Metal Panic or Metal Madness. <laughs> Wait the fuck, Dude. Sonic lore. Yeah, like early two thousand Sonic. It was Metal Mad. It was Metal Madness into Metal Overlord. That's what it was. Okay. All right, Madrid. You got number five. Dude. Okay, so my number five is a boss fight. That everybody's familiar with because I thought it was all an only me thing, but it turns out everybody got their shit pushed in by this boss fight. He's about to do it. Whitney from Gold and Silver. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whitney. Yeah. Milk everybody tank. Everybody got Yo. Whitney. You Rolls thought no type for You and your fucking Over squad. Over the years. Milk tank. Milk tank. Uh, that Milk tank. shit was. It's because you have no fighting type Pokemon and normal types are incredibly Bro. fucking beefy. And Miltank keeps healing. Yeah. Stop sucking yourself Huge. off, Miltank. Fight me. Yeah, no, Miltank is if sucking you did, If you didn't off. have a strategy before that, before that boss, it, it forces you to develop a strategy. Well, you, that was the make or break feel like, moment in Pokemon. Like going. I forward. feel like you never had a strategy because you just got the second gym badge and like fighting a bug type gym leader and you're like, alright, whatever, right. I got this. And then Wait, you just who, go in who, there. The badge. You had one badge walking into Whitney. No, she's the third. Going into the third uh, guy was the third. Bird's first. Bird's then it's the uh, bug oh, type. It's Bird, and then it's bug, normal. then yeah. Whitney. Yeah, I can't remember their names. It's been a minute. But Bugsy. But yeah, Bugsy. Falcon. Oh. Fal- okay, it's Falconer, Bugsy into Whitney into Morty into Chuck into Jasmine into Price into Claire. Okay, yeah, yeah man. Gen, Gen two, Gen two was no. Dang. He definitely, no. Had, yeah, Google he definitely had that up in front of his face. There's it, no way Jalen just can't you the, see it in my eyes? Gen, Gen two hit hard. Yeah, Gen two. I still have a soft spot for Gen two. For Whitney Gen two is on my list. And I, yeah, well, so I want to shout out this particular Pokemon trainer battle that didn't make my top five. It's the one that got cut. For something later on, uh, Minor B in the Coliseum and XD Gale of Darkness game. Fucking Minor yes. B, red, Just white, Afro having motherfucker. Yeah. And to this day, Jalen, that to fucking boss theme, you know that it boss fucking theme. slaps. <laughs> but I'm not gonna lie, I only fought him to rob him. I only fought him to rob him. Honestly, did, did you <laughs> fight anybody? Other well, also than because them in those games. I mean, yeah, but also any shadow Pokemon you miss end up on his team. Oh. So you would literally just fight him over and over again to get any shadow Pokemon you missed. Alright, so moving on to my number four of this. Got to shout out DMC5, that Virgil fight at the end. I was like trying to think final bosses, and I just had to shout out the DMC5 Virgil boss at the end because it has the vibes like you'll see this. (laughs) 
I mean, they didn't call it DMC V for nothing. I was only (laughs) born two days ago. What? (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I have trauma I haven't dealt with. I have a sword, too. (laughs) Hey, son. Thanks for the arm. The Virgil Nigga. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, DMC five. You just time. can't let Madrid think about Devil May Cry five for too long. It's good. <laughs> good. But the yeah, the Virgil fight was for me was like one of the most anime ass video game fights, and it was really like up close and personal and visceral. And then on top of that, it was just like ridiculously hard. Yeah, like that was Virgil one of fights tend to be. Fights. Yeah, like, it was DMC three. Virgil was not a hoe. That motherfucker. Yeah, DMC five. Virgil is not a hoe. He'll kill you so many times that it's like, hey, you can buy red orbs to retry this because. Bro, I actually shit. thinking about it. I bought so many fucking red orbs. Well, I didn't buy them, but like I had to go back and red orb grind just to fucking res myself because this nigga, IA slash all up in your shit. Right. Which is the coolest thing on Twitter? Anime. Somebody with a bunch of Japanese in their title and shit is just dabbing on the motherfucker. Bro, Sunni Legend. Is that, is that Sunai Legend? Bro, those gifts that they post? Just. Is that like one person or multiple people? Bro, I don't know. So I was being, you know, completely. Yeah. Inclusive. <laughs> I understand. You know? Alright, so Chris, number four. Uh, my number four is Mega Man Juno from Mega Man Legends 1. Solely because it's probably the first boss, final boss fight that I've ever experienced, ever. Okay. Yeah. Shit. Alright, Jalen, number four. My number four, this isn't a final boss fight, but it's a boss fight I love to death. It's the Ghost Train from... Final Fantasy 6, or 3 if you were in America. Because anybody, any game that allows me to suplex a train in the middle yes. of a boss fight... Goated! I don't know why I was thinking of uh, Ghost Train from uh, Rick and Morty. <laughs> That's immediately where my brain went when he said I was like, <laughs> Ghost <"Choo-choo." train." laughs> Nope. And then it's all sad at the end of it, too. That's the thing about it. It's like, you're doing all this cathartic shit, suplexing a moving train. But then it's like, oh, hey, remember, this is sad. <laughs> Remember, kids. <laughs> it's the silver lining. All right, uh, Madrid, you got number four. So Ready funny enough, this is also from Final Fantasy VI. The <laughs> Kefka boss fight at the end. You know what? That was that that got replaced by the fucking train. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the thing, like this boss fight has really good music, and it does that thing of you. Killing a god, <laughs> basically, because Kefka's just like, yeah. But also, I'm the thing about it, they set shit, it up so perfectly. Like when you walk in there, exactly. he's already wiped out most of humanity, and each of his phases is a different, like, holy arc, holy like thing. Like, um, yeah, one of his forms is Mary holding Jesus after the crucifixion. That statue, that shit's hard. Like, I was like, damn, this is a this is a fucking JRPG boss fight. And I was when I played six, I was coming off of playing four and five. Yeah. I was like, I really love the four boss fight. The five one was cool. 
But this one, I was like, yo, they fucking nailed it. The music, uh, your abilities and shit. And like you were saying, in six, you lose. Like, y'all niggas lost. You have a time skip. Your MC is gone. She went completely Esper Berserker mode. And here you are. Also, you can argue who's the MC. You know? That's another great thing about that game. But I said all that the MC. It's Terra followed by a... The Thief? No, the... Damn it. The Thief nigga. Lock? Yeah. No. Followed by the Ninja. Then Savin. Savin's a G, though. He suplexed the fucking train. Like it was nothing. I'm gonna follow that with my number three boss fight. That... The only reason the other two are higher than this is just because of, like, pure nostalgia. But this is, like, an extremely recent one that I feel like over the years, like... It just left such an impression on me. And this is another early game boss fight. Uh, when you fight Balder in the God of War reboot. When Balder shows up to your house and it's Ooh, like, we yeah, gonna throw yeah. hands? I was and thinking about that. Like, that was like, solid yeah. like, boss fight. Fucking go full Spartan Rage on Balder and just like, that is one of the, the same way, the reason I love the Virgil fight is the reason I love the Balder fight. Because but every ba- good boss has transitions and phases. That's that's what makes a good boss fight. Because what makes it even better is the first phase is like literally when he pulls up on you. So it's like, wow. This is, whole game is one big fucking boss fight. Especially mm-hmm. if you factor in this one continuous shot. So this thing is just... Yeah, these that are just w- I think the that whole game is just different phases. that made it like hit different was the fact that that entire game is one continuous shot. So anything that happens cinematically, like you're just kind of like the Kratos hears a knock on the door, goes and opens the door, the camera's just over his shoulder, and just Baldur's like, what's up? I want the smoke. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Put him up. Right, he, shows up he shows up big redneck energy. Fucking six-pack of beer. Fucking no shirt on, tattoos. And then he is the saddest motherfucker racial, in the game. Racial slurs. <laughs> Just like, yo. <laughs> hard ERs. <laughs> right. Kratos had the right to beat the shit out of ball. I did not feel. He wanted it. He wanted it. That he was did. the one thing he, he wanted the entire fucking game. I don't feel anything. He was like, look, Kratos has to be the strongest motherfucker here. He could hit me hard enough to feel it. And, you know, he ended up doing that. <laughs> he, was, yeah. he was just trying to finally get off. <laughs> You just need to get choked one good time. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right, Chris. So, uh, hit me with a number three so we can just... When the <laughs> sub can't be subbed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my number three is Gideon from Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. Gotcha. Fucking Gideon. That boss fight, especially playing on hard. I don't know if anybody's tried to do that, Rock. but that... That uh, fucking shit goes in on you. But the music behind it with Anamanaguchi. Anamanaguchi. That sounds Damn. amazing. Look, that's yeah. a name that you just know. With a name just, like that, it has to be flames. It has yes. to slap. The whole boss fight slap. One day we'll do that on my PS3. Because I have it installed on both my PS3s. I got it installed on my PS3. I need. Yeah. I still need one trophy to 
platinum it. The hundred percent it, Chris. Hundred percent. You're in the rabbit hole now. I'm dragging y'all all down with me. I'm seeing these PSN profile links being posted. I'm like, yes. <laughs> I am currently working on Resident Evil too. See the Wait, obsession. I you started. Did you finish started? Man. <laughs> That's all I need to. You know. don't want to talk about it. That's all I needed to know. I get it. All right, Josh, you got a number three. Number three, I would say the final boss in the game Black on the PS2. Um, little known, um, very I guess like very little talked about game. Um, a cult classic, some would say. It, yeah, so would you say it's, it's it was on? basically Modern Warfare 2, but like on the PS2. Like this, the, the storyline very, very, very similar. But the final bo- the final uh, boss battle with was against uh, I don't even remember the name. It was uh, the bell the whole the whole genre was against you know us against Russia, and so you're fighting this guy in this underground bunker. And we'll so, just call him Reznov. It probably the... was. <laughs> it probably was. So he's in this underground bunker in this in this is you're this in a gulag specifically. Yes, he was. It's, it's, under, it's underground in this indestructible room, and there's just like one. There's just like tiny little slot for where uh, he's able to see, and also where the gun is. So he has this. Uh, he has this Gatling gun, where it's just like where it's just like constantly shooting at you. So the only way that you can really beat this guy is if you were able to throw a grenade through like this literally, literally like swan diving into a shot glass. Throwing a grenade into the small little hole, so you can get into the room and explode him from the inside out. You have to do that like two or three times, as well as shoot the as well as shoot the barrier up. But figuring that out was probably a uh, top ten moment in gaming for me. Beating that game, it was it was pretty it was pretty awesome. Oh yeah. So you had to have the strats. That's fine. Jalen. All right, my number three. Three. This is actually a recent boss. It's the uh, E fight from Near Automata. I knew somebody would throw Near the on e there. The E fight. So I... The E fight. Yeah, it's the E fight because it's just like, yeah. whoa! I am mad, and I'm going to throw machines and orbs at you. Everything's happening, and because like so much of the story is wrapped into like the actual gameplay. It's like, yeah, you're breaking mm. down. Eve's breaking down. There's a hurricane of machine parts going on around you. That shit, Keep hitting was, him, that shit was wild. That fight was dope. That shit was wild. If we were keeping it in the final category, I probably would have thrown uh, 9S versus A2 in there. Ooh. Yeah, that, beca- yeah, that fight, but it's also while, like, that fight's really, really sad. That fight isn't fun. That fight is fucking sad. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> just the mechanics and the switching between characters and the, like, well, you know, I mean, you don't really switch between characters. It's like, hey, here's the final fight. Pick who you want to play. Who do you think was right? Ascending the tower. Like, ascending the the tower. The pods were the only one who was right this entire fucking time. (laughs) So, I'm going to be honest. This was actually my number two. 9S slash A2. Okay. I mean, if you want to let your spiel... Like, I... I had to leave one of mine off just because I got to get to it, get to it. But, I mean, if you want to talk about it now, we know it's your number two. And then we'll get your number three after. Yeah. 
I mean, because those are those were pretty interchangeable. So this boss fight, it was just. I didn't see that coming. I didn't. I was like, damn. I didn't think. Like going into the game, it's like I don't think these two are gonna end up killing each other. But no, they're gonna end up killing each other and meaning it. Right. And that that shit was just wild. Like seeing Nine S's arc when he goes from like, you know, happy go lucky boy to the edgiest boy to the edgiest boy, and it's like you get it. Like all those times he's coming from. Right, all those times to be killed Nine S. You know what I'm saying? And each time he gets backed up, he goes back up to the cloud and like forgets it ever happened. But two B has been holding on to that shit this whole time. Right. Right? And then so when he finally sees her die and there's no backup and it's just like A two, she did it. I gotta kill her. But this whole time A two's like, yo, look at me. I'm actually two B data in her head, so it's like <laughs> So I'm just like the fucking prototype to her. So we're just the same person. Not even the prototype. <laughs> now, <laughs> literally, I it's literally she handed down the choker. <laughs> she gave two B her leash for nine S. Wow. <laughs> like straight up, two B gave A two her leash for nine S. Uh, yeah, but yeah, and they're honestly they're the same person, just slightly different circumstances. So it made sense. So I thought of them as more as a more of a hybrid character. Like a fusion of the two characters. Cause she you know, she's trying to sympathize with him and by this point he's too far gone. I mean, right. Yeah, she was she was in his position when her entire squad died. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so I've totally forgot. I guess we're back on me and I'm on my number two? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so my number two boss fight is Oryx from Destiny the Taken King because that boss fight was my first time really raiding with like my current group of friends. Like I raided before that, but I never really ran raids. Like Jalen, did we ever raid before Taken King together? No. I mean, I don't even think any raid in Destiny well, actually, 2. Yes, we did try Corotas in back in House of Wolves. Oh. Okay. You guys tried to get me to do that and shit, that, too. And that whole not-a-raid <laughs> thing they gave us in House of Wolves. Oh, yeah. Well, that first wasn't first, a raid. Speaking of House of first Wolves, how the fuck are you supposed to... Or how the fuck do you think it's a good idea to have Solar Burn and Arc Burn on the fucking Vandal boss? What the fuck? On the Fallen boss. What the fuck? Oh, that's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it was... Dude. Jalen, like, did you ever beat it? Like, the final version? Yes. Or did you give up? Who gave well, up? not with you, but we be- not not before the uh, fucking rollover Moments in the Taken King. But after Taken oh, King yeah. came out, came back and killed it. After they, you know, dealt with the fucking burn. Like that. I had to do so it bad. back when it was getting such bullshit. Ball, getting to what's his face was a bitch. Wait, didn't Exit? we do that? What? We did that fucking fight where they had arc burn on, and it literally took us twenty tries to do it. Was it Prison of Elders? Or was it another time they decided to put Arkburn on? <laughs> right, yeah. Was no, it, it was Ark. Yeah, it? it was Arkburn on a uh, fucking. What are those things called? Not raids, smaller than raids. I haven't played oh, this Oh, the Dungeons. Before. Strikes. Yes, Strikes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever them shits is. 
fucking duty finder. Right. But yeah, shout out to Oryx as still probably to this day one of my favorite bosses from Destiny. Destiny does have some really good bosses, but shout yeah. out to Oryx. That was a really fun time. Also, shout out to Callus because the two raid bosses that I've most definitively beat in my time, like I've beat Crota, I've beat Atheon, but like the times where I've really... I have... Vi- I can think back and remember almost those entire raids were Callus and Oryx. Yeah, just staying up until like... Five o'clock in the morning, trying. Dude, I was on vacation on Johnny's PS4 playing Destiny 2 with you guys. Like when I finally beat that raid, not the King's Fall, the uh, the whatever the Callus raid was called. Yeah. But yeah. Good time. (laughs) Yeah, that was a great time. All right, so Chris, what's your number two? My number two. So, this game I just recently was addicted to. Uh, I have to put this on there. Hades from Final Fantasy XIV. That one's next. Final Fantasy. Hades. Yeah. Shout- I'm going to shout Final- out my number one and my number two. Uh, yeah, Hades from Final Fantasy XIV, the final boss in base uh, Shadowbringers. It was just a beautiful boss fight. With the amazing orchestrated just like music in the background to his like phases going off and you going into like another dimension like can the whole thing. And, can you go ahead and slide that OST my way? Yeah. yeah. Go ahead and drop that for the class. Right, yeah. Dro- go ahead and drop that in music for the class because we need Heard. the experience. Man. <laughs> that, you it was me just there's a Hades fight in Final Square Fantasy. I definitely need to hear it. That it phase was... two OSD? Oh shit. Jawan's saying we need that phase two OSD. Yeah, that phase two. Is there Latin? It just hits. No, there's no Latin. It still hits. Although Do do yeah. the drums come in? <laughs> no, I think it just goes hard on fucking like violin and piano that's just like making it beautiful but eerie. To wrap up this entire, like, fucked up thing you just went through. That's dope. Bro, I listen to the Near soundtrack every day. I, I mean, feel like why not? Why I listen not? to the Persona 4 Golden soundtrack, like, but that's just because that's the CD that's in the CD player in my car. Real. So, Dude, I'm using the, the Persona 4 outfits right now because I've just been rotating outfits since it changes the music. And that battle theme. <laughs> and that battle theme. Bro, all those themes slap. The Persona f- uh, 5 dancing? Yeah. Yes. Wait, the Persona 4 dancing? Or is there 5 dancing stuff in Royal? Because I haven't really... I think you can. I don't know. Yeah, you it might be for dancing. You get the Either uniforms way. or all these costumes for free. Okay, so yeah, the stuff in the free DLC would have been for dancing. Yeah. Because that's from base Persona Five, and I I would use that a little bit, but I'd use the Catherine stuff more so. Yeah, that. that's that's what I had on most people was the Catherine shit. All right, no, the gentlemen. the Persona Three. Oof. Yeah. Baby, 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 baby. 
I was really glad I learned that it changes the music because I would wake up after playing Persona every single day. I would wake up with just like the fight song in my head. I was like, I got to change something. <laughs> so I broke my brain with that. Uh, I was thinking the sound effects. So I was using the Catherine outfit, like the Vincent outfit for Joker. And mm-hmm. so that would change my music to the Catherine music and the victory music. It broke my brain because I, w- I convinced myself that that was the victory music. I'm like, oh shit, they just reused the same victory music from Catherine for Persona <laughs> 5. And I'm like, no, you fucking dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so Jalen, hit us with your number two. It's going to have to be Nyx from Persona 3. Because that's a way to end up a game. That like, really and it's just because, also because there are, so most Persona games have multiple endings. You have a good ending, a bad ending, and yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. A true ending. To get the bad ending in Persona 3, you got to turn down the next fight. That's how you get the bad ending? Well, one of the bad endings. Literally, the bad ending is, okay, we're a bunch of teenagers. The world is literally about to end. We have, we have yet to figure out how to stop it. So let's go sing karaoke until the world ends. Sounds like a plan. That doesn't sound like a bad ending, though, you know? (laughs) I mean, everyone dies. (laughs) Hashtag supposedly bad ending. Whatever, you're singing Backstreet Boys, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, and and the reason why it's so powerful is because literally that last month, straight up month of the game, you don't have anything to do. It's just finish up whatever social links you have before the world ends. And every character knows it. Yo, that's tight. It is. That is one of the grimmest final months in there. And then you have to do the boss fight. And then you're sad. You don't. You win, but you're not happy about winning. Because <laughs> this is a fucking Shimagami Tensei game. Speaking of which, I did get Jalen Cash out for me for my birthday. And I did get Shimagami Tensei 4 on my 3DS. Okay, you I haven't tip? played it yet. Here's a tip. Go with the magic build on your first run. All right. It'll make it'll make things so much easier. At some point, I'll open this game and I'll I'll probably be texting you the whole time of like. Look, I, I'm what just gonna I tell you now. Doing. Negotiations are random. Have fun. It'll take you on a journey. Great. I don't think it doesn't sound like I'm gonna stick with this game for very long, but you know, it's here. Let me so turn my shot? 3D off before I put it up to my camera. Why not? That was also very pixelated for me, so. Yeah. So, ha. Payback. Ha. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so Madrid. What's your, what was your number three from earlier? Okay, so my number three from earlier was actually supposed to be Marluxia from uh, Chain of Memories. Mm, Okay. On on Game Boy Advance, the Game Boy Advance version. Because I would... Every, like after I finally beat Chain of Memories, like I would always walk around with my SP playing that shit. Like my mom would go shopping, I would go with her. I'm just up here. Doo, 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 doo. We're at a restaurant, you know what I'm saying? I'm up here. Doo, 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 doo. <laughs> so when I finally finished it, you know, I was like, damn, I'm bored. Let Wait. me keep fighting Marluxia. So I kept, I kept fighting him just to hear the. Uh, Wait, you didn't. Song Wait, you at didn't the start end. playing Reverse Rebirth? No, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. I'm, so, I'm sorry. When you said you beat Relution, you're like, had nothing to do. I was like, wait a second. There's no, a reverse. Re- There's reverse a whole other game. 
I knocked that shit out too. <laughs> I didn't know you knocked out both at that point. Is Marluxia not in Rebirth? 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 No, because the final boss for that one, um, you fight Ansem. Ansem. You gotta fight Ansem again. Hmm. Which is cool, fighting him as Riku, as opposed yeah. to fighting him as Sora. Which you know, is getting some revenge, really a little redemption, you know. Riku, yeah. you're doing the thing. But I also wanted to shout out Kingdom Hearts 2 for the Xemnas fight. Like, I did that yeah, that's, a little, that's like a month or two before it came out. I finally went and finished it. Like, well, before 3 came out, I finally went back and finished that fight. I was like, yo, this is fucking excellent. I like how you didn't have to use Donald and Goofy. Instead, they're like, here's Riku. You guys, you know, you've been chasing this nigga. You've been chasing Sasuke for two fucking games. Here you go. <laughs> Y'all get to fight together. Use your, Actually, use your teamwork you know to seal that, Kaguya. <laughs> and what's funny is that if you pay attention to it, most of the time, Sora's running one way to find Riku, and Riku's directly behind him. The entire time. Yeah. The whole time you're getting wet up by fucking lasers... By a dual wielding lightsaber, fucking nigga in a black cloak, like it was just a great, <laughs> it was a great boss fight. All right, so getting me to my number one and staying on the Game Boy Advance train, I gotta say the Rayquaza fight in either Ruby or Emerald, like or Ruby Sapphire Emerald. Pretty much any of those is a, is an acceptable answer, but Emerald, something about Emerald, like maybe like because you actually got to use it more in the post game than you did in Ruby and Sapphire, but that boss fight, that is a boss fight that I remember having my Game Boy Advance SP under my comforter as a kid, just like playing it into the middle of the night when I knew I had school the next day. And retrying time. it and not wanting to use my Master Ball. Shout out to the Battle Frontier, by the way. Hi, yeah, <laughs> definitely shout out. That's what I want to say from Emerald, but, you know, that was, you got your box, in Ruby and Sapphire, it was like, you got your box legendary. Now it's time to get the one that rules over the sky. And so, yeah. Shouting out the Rayquaza boss battle from Ruby, Sapphire, Emerald, but especially Emerald. Alright, so Chris, you got number one? Yes, but first I want to give a very big honorable mention to the final boss of Persona 5 Royal. Won't mention who it is. But that boss fight moved me emotionally <laughs> and that's all I gotta say about that it's an emotional uh, experience but my number one boss fight sticking on the Pokemon train is red from silver gold because mm. I didn't see that shit coming as a kid you're just walking up this mountain everything goes quiet you see this dude, you know exactly who he is. You click on it, dopest battle scene you've ever heard in Pokemon so far, which isn't much because it's only been two different two games. Two games, right. Right, but, and you're fighting the dude that you were the last game? That was my, that's the most 100%. Mixes. 
Yes, that is 100% will be my favorite boss fight until I move on. From this moral plane of existence. Yes. Alright, Josh. Hit us with your number one. Uh, I think the number one for me would be the one-two punch of, Shin of uh, uh, Shigo and Akechi in uh, Persona 5. Ooh. That one-two punch. Completely unexpected because it doesn't. Get, it didn't give you any time to get any additional items. You really just... You, it's just like, oh, yeah, you beat you beat this incredibly hard boss that you've been working so hard to get, and then all of yep. a sudden you have, to be, you have to beat another boss, and then... Another one immediately right after that, because I did it. Because I did it. I believe I did it in one. I did it in one take. Mm -hmm. all, all three in one take. So mm -hmm. that was a that was an adrenaline rush, really. To be, it's, it was it was it was a lot. Cause com mostly because I I never I never felt so disrespected of my time. <laughs> when, when playing when playing a game, it's like you really you're really just going Ooh, to, you're really just going to do that. To Bro, me. they want all of your time. No that game warning. Is, that game is the yeah. devil. They want all of your time. Disrespectful. Disrespectful. How could like how? Why, I I I just I just I I wasn't I, I was completely not expecting it. Um, I overcame that adversity though, um, and came out came out on top, sweating bullets. Uh, <laughs> I had to change my underwear after that. It was a lot. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> But yeah. it was it was it was it was it was very much intense, especially. I mean, I mean, she she go from one was just a lot, but then going into a that the the catchy like if if there was like even any amount of time to recover in order to to to, to, to battle a catchy. Let's see if it's. But if that's it was the catchy mo. Thing. That's the catchy mo. He's been like that the entire fucking time. Yeah, it was Bro, like so the whole, even if it, even if I did high time, it would it's still as. It would have still been as emotionally draining, but to add it on top of just ending a boss fight, it was it was it was a lot. It was it was a roll it was a roller coaster of anger, uh, fatigue. Uh, so, and at the end, joy. So in original Persona Five, you fight Shido and then you fight Akechi. Immediately after. No, you fight. I mean, you fight Akechi like, like, and then you yeah, fight Shido. Really? Oh, that's some bull. Wait. Yeah. Hold on. Really? Let's, before we before spoilers get too wild and off the rails. I mean, you're gonna. You that's gotta not a spoiler. That's like that's like three years. It's, it's, been, it's, been, three, it's been three years. The world came, like, came out already. Yeah. How is he gonna be this much of a fucking cop but still get a fucking card? He got that's a confident true. card. That's that's how this works. Yeah, that's it was, right. It was it was it was just like either either way, just having just having to do three having to do three bosses back to back to back when you only prepped for one. It was yeah. that, that's 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 quite that's quite a twist to add. Um, that's to add to that. So it was it was a, it was it was a lot. It was a lot. All but right. I look forward to doing it again. Mm hmm. All right. So Jalen, hit us with your number one boss fight. All right, my number one. It's tied between two. They're from the same game. It's literally one boss fight, pause, and then the, the next boss fight. So it's either between Jetstream Sam or Sinister Armstrong from Metal Gear Rising. And it's a high-intensity fight. It's 
It's a test of your mechanics. That's why I like boss fights in the first place. Do you know how to play this game? If you do not know how to parry, Sam will cut you in half. And then you just got his entire thesis in a song playing behind you. Because when you start off in the, in, in the fight, it's just guitars. It's just guitars and drums. And then once you get to the final phase, the lyrics comes in. And it's just nothing but power vocals. It's so good. Nice. And then you got Armstrong. And Armstrong's just a fucking legend. That motherfucker is a legend. Like, play Metal Gear Revising just to get to the Armstrong fight. Because his oh, yeah. fight doesn't start off with instrumentals. It's all power vocals. Because you're at the end of the fucking game. And it's amazing. All right. Shout out to the only thing I know for real. And it has to be this way. Mm. Well, yeah, I got Metal Gear Rising Revengeance on Xbox One and PC, so, like, it's definitely up there of, like, one of these nights when I'm just bored as shit and just sitting at my desk staring at my wallpapers until they change, uh, I may bring Metal Gear Rising up on one of my monitors. See what all... I mean, I know what the hype's about because I've played at least an hour and a half of that game, and that hour and a half was full-throttle anime fucking metal bullshit to the 10th degree, and I loved it, so... Yeah. I bet could weep shit. Mm-hmm. Is that another 40? Shut up, man. <laughs> calling me out. It's, you know. <laughs> I was like, wait, that 40 is too crisp. It's too fresh. That is a fresh 40. You just, you mean. recently peeled that 40 and pulled it out. Like from this position, Summon Dread, like you're number one. <laughs> your number one pick for boss fights is. So, hey, let me let me do a couple of honorable mentions. So. All right, shout them out. This was actually my number two, also with Near, but Noah Prime from um, Astro Chain was like a fucking incredible boss fight because they took everything that they learned with um, like Near and Bayonetta, and like put that on a switch console made it super crispy with fucking uh pro esque visuals like all super like angular colorful and like dimension building and shit like they used all fucking 360s degrees of movements for this fight like this shit is all over the place he's a fucking hotel like straight up this boss fight's amazing Y'all are really making me want to hop into Astral Chain. Bro, play Astral Chain. I've got too much shit to play, man. That backlog is something fierce. Just play Astral Chain. You'll be fine. Right. And the fact that I've been dipping into my backlog has just really been fucking me. Because I'm just like, like, oh, I can hop back into this. I can re-download this. And I'm like, fuck. It's too much. I need to beat Final Fantasy VII Remake. Beat that first. And then my other honorable mention is I know from Guilty Gear XX and XX Accent Core. Well, first of all, shout out to Ino in general. Just yeah, shout out to her in general. I The first time she beat me and then like she did that thing where she pulls her top off, throws it around, and she, you can just see her back and she's like, yo, what the f- you could put that in the game? Oh, no, 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 no. Killer Instinct. Orchid's a uh, killer move is she flashes you, and if you're a guy, your head explodes, and if you're a girl, you're mad for the uh, lack for your lack in size. <laughs> it was nuts. Oh. It was nuts. It made me feel things. 
Um, but my final, my number one would have to be Shido from from Persona Five. Shido, Shido, I really love that boss fight. Like fighting the Holy Grail was one thing. Yeah, this shit just like took. Sh- this shit just took forever, but I felt Shido's was cool going from like the flying liger whatever right to like the pyramid and then fighting him in like super saiyan 4 mode exactly super tight the thing i really liked about it was like going back to the kefka fight is how it had those phases and i was like wow this is how you have a turn-based combat final boss fight because you know if this if this is your bad ending that's your final boss fight yeah (laughs) and it's a great final boss fight in rivers of the desert starts playing for the first time and you never heard this song before i was like yo what the fuck is this and i sat there and i fought a fought a bald man for an hour and a half <laughs> because i ref- to some great tunes because i refused to fucking lose and it really makes you think like damn do i know how to play this game i have to do this i have to swap out this question teammate. like do, do i really know how to play this game? i got i got yeah, i got a that... buff i got a buff here i got a heal here i need to nerf him here you know, you got to use all your mechanics. And then he, like, as you keep fighting him, he gradually gets more turns, and you're just like, I, I don't know if I'm going to live. <laughs> to be honest, I got, I, got really, I got really lucky with Shido. I got really, yeah. I got really lucky. <clears throat> all right, did you get well, lucky or did you do the thing? Uh, you know what I'm saying? It's a little bit of both. You know what I'm saying? You got to, uh-huh. yeah, you got to use your luck, work your risk. Oh, but mm-hmm. I'm about to fuck him up this playthrough. Oh yeah, you're broken. You are broken as hell right now. Right, Madrid's like, I'm taking all this knowledge I done gained. Bro, bro, money fucking talks in Persona 5 The Royal. Money fucking talks. I found that out too late. Alright, so since we spent 49 minutes getting into the first topic of the episode, I'm gonna ask the second question. Uh... If, fuck, I probably should have prepped my iPad for this. Um, <laughs> definitely should have. Uh, the second question was from Mr. Avematic, friend of this show, former guest. Um, what's your video game sleeper pick, like franchise or franchises that you think are criminally underrated and underappreciated? Okay. So, I'll start off for that. I feel like the series and the franchise that is the most slept on by people that, like, pretty much everybody these days has a Switch, and I see almost nobody playing these games, especially with the fact that they're extremely cheap and they're really good games. I think the Picross series is just entirely slept on because there are now... Four Picross S games, which means four just this generation, and all of them so far have been heat. They're only $10, they're a downloadable game, you don't need an internet connection to play them. They're like, they're logic-based puzzle games, and so they make you feel extremely smart while you're playing them. Even if you're being complete garbage at them like I am most of the time. (laughs) It feels like you're training your brain like tetris i feel like i'm getting smarter a little bit better when i play like really fast tetris but i feel like pit cross 
because you're actually solving for logic problems while playing the game, I feel like it's just... It's something that, if you're into puzzle games at all, if you are if you want to, like, work your brain and you just want to spend $10 and, like, I'd on, I've only... I completely beat Picross S1. Picross S2, I beat basic Picross, but I haven't got on to Mega. And then I haven't, I have three, but haven't played it. And then four just recently came out. So I'm going to get on, I'll get four when I beat two. For real, for real. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's my slept on franchise. I feel like. If you have a Switch and you have $10 burning a hole in your pocket during this fucking economic downturn. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> you know, check out the Picross game. I've been ignoring the Golden Week sale, which is like, uh... <laughs> It's not that great. If I'm keeping Doesn't it real, exist. like, hopping into the Golden Week sale, I was like, mm. There are some good deals on things that I already have. But, like, I, I didn't see anything that was, like, worthy of posting in the uh, Gaming Deals channel because it's like, oh, you need to play this game and it's super cheap? Nah, like, it's, do that. you like Yakuza? You can get some of those on sale. Do you like bad anime fighters? You can also get some of those on sale. But, no, yeah, Chris, myself. what's your slept-on franchise? My slipped on franchise is gonna have to be Dino Crisis. I knew it. Hey. For the Dino Crisis. Sole fact that no one talked about Dino Crisis since it came out from Dino Crisis One. No one really talked about Dino Crisis Two, and no one gave a damn about Dino Crisis Three. There was a Dino Crisis Three. Yes, for the PlayStation Two, and there's probably a reason for it, but it's slept on. The fact that Panic horror is no longer really a thing a way that it was in Dino's Crisis because everybody thought it was like just a Resident Evil clone. Man, but those dinosaurs were smart as fuck, though. The fact that you can't really kill anything in that game. You kill a raptor who's trying to come after you. He just gets knocked down. And then eventually when you go back to that room, he's right back up trying to get you. If you try to run your run away and go to another room... They will follow you into that room. You have to have strategy to get away from these monsters. It's the reason why there was barely any boss fights. I think there was like the pterodactyl and the T-Rex like twice. But every this entire game was pretty much you trying to get away from something that's obviously smarter from you. And I feel like that hasn't been around maybe kind of in Resident Evil 2 and 3 Remake. Where you're panicking because of Mr. X and Nemesis because they'll follow you around. But I don't think they've done it perfectly in Dino Crisis 1. And this is a series that needs to be looked at. And Capcom needs to show that shit some love. And Put it through the RE engine. Do please. it. Please. Do cowards. it. Oh Put, make that See, we need that instead of Resident Evil 4. That's what we really need. Amen. We need right. everything before Resident Evil 4. So, Josh, you got a... Um, the Suffering... One hundred percent the suffering. Nobody, 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 nobody ever talks about the suffering. But the suffering was an amazing, an amazing, an amazing game that I feel like always went under the radar, even though 
how well it depicted um, mental illnesses as well as uh, uh, going into the psyche of, of uh, prisons and older prisons and, and mental um, mental institutions. Um, it was it was amazing, um, especially the I think the one aspect of it that I thought was was pretty great was when you're playing the game and when there's certain well, you, you get to certain parts of uh, I guess like certain parts of the map or certain moments where it would flash like it'll just like flash horrific images um, across the screen when you get to certain part when you get to certain parts of the prison and stuff like that the, like, it was like there was a real element there was like a real element of fear to that game that they so added. what platform was it on this is on, P- PS2. This is on PS2 this is on PS2 this came out like 2002, 2003, something like that. So, 2004. Was, 2004? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, really 2004? Yep. It must have been, it must have been early. But, um, yeah, it's just that I feel, I feel like all from of all the games that I've played, that was the first game that really played on really like the different aspects of the element of fear. Um, Plus the plus the way that they had it so that there's like mo- the multiple endings based on the the type of the game that you play like whether you kill like the first whether you kill like your first partner in a game whether whether or not you release other prisoners how you act it, it there was like there's like multi- multiple elements in the game so um, it was I feel like it was a really really well made game with a great story that um, anytime I'm bringing it up nobody's ever even heard of the game. Surprisingly, even though like yeah, when it came when, when it came out, I thought it was huge. Like when, when that, I, like I remember the commercials for that game and the ads for that game. Like when it first came out, I thought that game was huge and other people played the game, uh, but apparently nobody did. I vaguely remember it, but I no, I definitely I never played it. Have absolutely no recollection of that game. And I remember really hearing about it off of G four. That's what I remember. Right. It's good. Like if there if there was a game to if there was a game to remake. Uh, I really feel like that game will be a really, a really decent remake. I feel like, I feel like it, it, it I feel like it'll transfer really well in the current generation with a couple. I wonder, of, uh, you know, I, I wonder if the developers are still around. No, it was uh, midway. Ah, uh, uh, so definitely no. <laughs> All right, so moving on to your slept-on game and/or franchise, Jalen. What you got for me? Okay, thanks to Robot over here, I now have two. So right. first I would like to say, as a GameCube child, because I didn't have a PS2, I still don't have a PS2, my yeah, The Suffering cool. was Eternal Darkness. And if anything needs to be remade, that needs to be remade. Uh, did you... Like, Eternal Darkness was pretty much, hey, we're going to make a really good horror game that's going to play with the fact that this is a video game. Like, at one point, the it literally will hit uh the old... It would switch channels on you and start staticking. Just to fuck with you. I'm that sorry, game was what? amazing. Switch like switch like input like switch inputs? Yeah, like it was straight well, up it would it, was it would back it, it had day, its own version so of it. Like it, was... it never matched my TV. Oh, so it would give you it would give you the idea that hey, this yeah. is a channel switch. Oh yeah. that's kinda of tight. Yeah. It also it would very, just also fuck very with scary. You. <laughs> yes. It is that is a good game. I can only imagine being like, what, ten? Yeah. Playing that 
And you're playing a horror game in the channel in the channel of switches? Yeah, this is two thousand and two. So I'm playing this like two thousand and three, maybe two thousand and four. So I'm like ten. That's fucked up. This game is good. Alright, Madrid, let's get to your last one and then we're gonna get to this last question and then probably close out the episode because we've been going incredibly long. So, to be dead ass, I really, I couldn't think of one, like, because I just have a bunch of, like, mainstream things. So, I thought about this game that I only played the demo of it back when the PS3 first came out. And I was, like, I was typing shit into Google, and the game turned out to be Folklore. Have you ever heard of that? I've played, I played have the you demo played it? on PS3. You played the demo? I played the demo on PS3. I remember liking the demo. Because there was, at one point, I had, like, I, it was high school me. I just ha- absolutely had no money, no games to trade in. and Oh, yeah. Like, it yeah. looks, like, looking at it now, I'm like, huh, this looks pretty, like, dope. At least for back then. Right. And <laughs> so where's Folklore? Where's our Folklore remake? Where's where's Folklore 2? <laughs> was it bad? I want to know, was it bad? Like, the ratings, it's got, like, Tweet. a 7. Tweet at YoSP on Twitter. It's kind of seven. See if show, Shuhei Yoshida can help you out with that one. Shuhei. I, yeah, at one point I downloaded every demo that was on PS3 and played <laughs> all of them to try and help me find a new game. Yeah, Metacritic is a 75. So. Yep, user score is a 8.2. Yeah, so apparently it was 75 and 75 is like a okay game. 75 Metacritic is okay, but an 8.2 user, I don't know. That's true. Because remember, a lot of times, reviewers don't actually have enough time to really get the game. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. That's still a problem to this day. I mean, it's always going to be a problem to this day, because it's like, especially with some of these games having, like, deep mechanics. Like, that's always been the problem. Like, you can't learn to play Metal Gear Bayonetta in a week. You can't actually learn how to get that witch time dodge in a week. Yeah, I Bayonetta? mean, but also, fuck you can. But also, people want information right now, so they want to know: Should I go spend money on this? Even if the person that's going to tell them yes or no doesn't actually know what they're talking about. All right. Well, that's I'm going to take a quick break before the last question. I'm going to just have Kuma splice something in here. Uh, now we're in zero one because I got to take this bathroom boop, break. But I'll be back. Uh, y'all entertain stream. Actually, you know what franchise that Atlas needs to do better about? SMT. Like, come on, just put. Look, I'm not even asking for like the mainline games on Switch. Put Soul Hack. I get it. Put freaking Strange Journey. Put the 3DS ones on Switch. I'm saying this right now. All the Fire Emblem people, if you put uh, Devil Survivor overclocked and Devil Survivor 2 Record Breaker, they'd love that shit. <laughs> Josh, you bored? <laughs> no, just, just having some trouble. <laughs> I was I was going through like like advanced level uh, emo for a second there with the with the 
with the over, with the bang, with the, the hat. What do you call those? The bangs that just over on, over on one side, but it's just kind of like over like this. The, the kind of do it. Actually, shout out to Robbie for reminding me about the fucking darkness. That was a good, that was a game. That was fun. Like, that came out at the right time for me. I.E. being, like, 15. <laughs> yeah, I w always wanted to do a second playthrough of uh, Fable 3. Yo. I really love Fable. Well, Fable has always been a franchise that I really wish was just, just slightly better than it was. Every single time I play that game, I'm like, if you were just slightly better, you would have really just been magical. Really? It, it, I it, thought it, Fable it, 2 was really good. Nah. I never. Fable, I guess I never. Fable I never played a game. Took like Fable out the teeth out of the game since you didn't need revival potions to revive. You would just revive and get a scar that you can get rid of. Oh yeah, that's true. Like there wasn't an actual fail state in Fable Two. All right. Is Madrid gone? He's he not gone. Maybe he is gone. Maybe not that <laughs> kind of god. Yeah, I think he might just take a quick break. Alright. Hmm? Tight. I'm gonna eat these damn chips. Go ahead, eat them in. I gotta figure out how to wear a mask and my glasses at the same time. Because my glasses fell off. Into so many pans today. Uh, you might need to get the uh, the glasses strings. Like what? Old, old people, people wear. wear? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I remember I used to wear those uh, when I played basketball. I had oh. to keep my glasses on. Sometimes to, you need little, the extra little, protection. That's little, all you little need. Tie, little tie in the back so they don't fall off. Yeah, I definitely need that. Returned. Right. What's up? <laughs> oh man. All right. Final sure. question time. Yeah. Hold on. Oh damn! I did something great this week in gaming too. I'll talk about it next week. Yeah. Keep it in the notes. How can I forget? I'll be there next time. All right. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Heartbreaking. Heart. Hurts, doesn't it? Yeah. Actually, I evolved my Togepi and my Hoot Hoot in the same session. Damn. Forgot to say. Damn. How do you feel about Togetic? Because I don't. Like, going for Togepi. What's the Togetic? Yeah, it was yeah, Togetic. Yeah. Um, actually, I did. I think I only got. To, I think we only got into one other battle with them. Cause it was, that was on a, that was like on a tail end. Cause I was um, I was grinding. I was grinding a little bit with uh, uh with Togepi. So it was tight. It was like a tail. It was like at the tail end of the grind. Um, mm -hmm. where we're actually evolving. 
Um, All right. It's, it's it's nice. It's it's uh it's it's, it's uh it's special. We have a we have a special bond. Special special bond. Nice. <laughs> All right. So we back. Uh, the last question that I have to post for the panel, the esteem panel we have, comes from our guest from last week, Zero Suit Boshi. She wants to know what game was super popular and hype that you could not get into. So it's a game that just had a lot of steam behind it, that you could never really get into it. Like, I see people playing it, and it's just not really clicking for you. People recommend it to you all the time. And it's just something that has been popular or is popular, and that you just never were really able to get into. So my answer for this is the Battlefield franchise. Oh, 100%. Like, I really love shooters. Like, everybody who listens to the podcast knows, like, I'm ready to get some headshots off uh, at the drop of a hat. But for me, Battlefield was just never really where it was at. Like, I checked out Battlefield. And I mean, by extension, the Medal of Honor games that DICE made, they weren't it either. (laughs) Because it was, like, interesting to really see... Like, DICE, like, I really like Mirror's Edge. And then Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, these guys make shooters as well in the time when I'm really ramping up and getting into shooters, like third-person and first-person shooters. And then playing Metal, the original, like, Medal of Honor reboot and Battlefield 3, 4. I even downloaded Battlefield 1 and gave that a try. I've just never been able to get myself into Battlefield, even though, like, I see people around me all the time who are like, people are telling me to play the Battlefield 5 Battle Royale mode, and I'm like, no, I'm going to stick to Fortnite. I'd honestly Mm -hmm. rather play PUBG over the Battlefield 5 Battle Royale mode. Alright, so Chris. (laughs) Cook that. Uh, What's something super popular that you've never just been able to jive with? Well, if you talked to me three weeks ago, it was going to be Persona 5. But, uh, honestly, I'm just going to have to go Outlast. Outlast 1 and 2 have good reviews. People love that game. Outlast 1, good. Outlast 2, hot garbage. I've tried both of them, and I literally just, I can't. I right, could. and that's surprising coming from Mr. Resident Evil, Mr. Survival well, you see, Horror. Well, but it's just really... like, it's not survival, it's survival horror, but I don't dig games that you really can't... Fight back? Yeah, like, motherfucker, you got a camera, do something, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, you're not doing... The first monster you run in through literally throws you through a window. No... Well, the first monster you interact with, yes. But the other ones are just psychotically somewhere. But I like, remember one guy tied, Wait, didn't that one guy tie you down to a chair and cut your finger off? Yeah, but that was later on in the game, and that was... That's a whole fun. different story. You bringing up old shit, Jalen. No, that's Outlast. No, that's literally Outlast 1. That's Outlast 1. That's literally what happens in Outlast 1. It was that's a joke true. that y'all just completely missed, so we're just going to... We're just going to keep it rolling. Y'all did not get what I was doing there. I, all I'm saying is I will never love Outlast. And I know that now. 
All right. Uh, so if we're being a hundred about Outlast. Outlast really was only popular because it came out during a time where the our AAA studios weren't giving us good horror games, if any at all. That's true. Right, but now he has the embarrassment of riches of Resident Evil 7, Resident Evil 2 Remake, and Resident Evil 3 uh, Remake. If we're being a hunted, the real turning point was Isolation. Because yeah. Alien Isolation Except took for the everything Outlast and made it good. Alien Isolation was pre-Outlast, and you're talking about the PC version without the broken code. That fucked up the AI. No, 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 no. Aliens Isolation, not Colonial Marines. Oh. Uh, I'm talking about the good yeah. one. Yeah, the one that could, if you talked, it will hear you and then you're dead. I just Googled it and Alien Isolation is $2 on PC right now. It's really freaking good. Yeah. Shout out to Robbie for reminding me and I'm about to get that game. Yeah, I'm opening it in Steam right now. Uh, for $2 on P... Oh, nope, the price went back up. I guess PCGamer.com lied to me. Um, that sounds about right. Can't trust <laughs> the internet. Alright, so Josh, uh, what is your game that was super popular, super, like, super influential that you just never really could get into? Apex Legends. It just, I just, it just, it just doesn't click with me. Like, with, I, I thought it would be sort of, sort of, so I thought I'd get into it, like, Overwatch, because I, because, like, I played Overwatch. Like, I played, I, I booted up, I, blew, yeah. I booted up Overwatch on my own and got into that. It was, it was, it actually had a good time, but Apex, it just didn't, it's just not, it's just not for me, to be honest. It's just, it's just not, it's not a game for me. Just, I, think gen, I think generally just the Battle, the Battle Royale format, cause, like, I wouldn't, I'm probably not going to get into Fortnite. Um, simply because simply just you die once and you're out of the game. It's just not. I don't. I don't see myself at a skill level for that. I'm not a person who likes just being carried. I just like being able to get good at a game. But if it take if it takes me like too long to get good at a game, then I'm just not gonna. I'm just not gonna play it. So Fortnite, that was something that actually like playing with people who just got into the game recently has shown me. So when Fortnite introduced, like, bots as far as, like, oh, if there's nobody in your skill rating, we'll put in bots around your skill rating. And then they have skill-based uh, matchmaking. I played four games and won four games back-to-back -back with uh, other Anton. Shout-out to Radic by Nature. Uh, we played Fortnite, and so Fortnite now eases you into the game a lot more than it did previously so like if you want to give it a try you'll be playing against bots and people who are just bad at the game so if you want to <laughs> start there and get ramped in like that that's like smart if, for yeah. their demographic it's all well, about that learning curve yeah, yeah, and so what they did is, in a multiplayer game, a lot of times the learning curve, like, a lot after it's released, is, like, insurmountable. And so Fortnite now has put in a system where you can definitely get in there and you can definitely do a lot. You can, you have time to learn the mechanics of the game You before instantly getting demolished. You have time to, like see what a game plays out like all the way from beginning to end before 
instant decimation. Like, until you feel like you're confident and good at that game, you're not going to be going up against somebody that you're just... You just feel like they're stomping the living shit out of you constantly. Yeah. But the thing I like about Apex Legends is, like, it's, it's kind of in a good place where they're giving you, like, consistent content. And, like, the community's big enough to, like, you know, matchmaking's not really a problem. But there are people out there that will feast on you alive. <laughs> like, there are some true fucking Apex Predators out there. And you will get matched with them, and they will curb stomp you. But besides that, you it it's fun, but you gotta get used to like all the mechanics, like what attachments do I want, what type of guns do I like, you know, yeah, what character like, works well with me. Plus, like having to build that, ju- jumping into a field and having to build that, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't even like like I would I would jump into a game and just get wrecked, right? Like I would, I, it's like I I, I like I, I could I would get into the, at least that first each time I played, I would at least get through like the first. You know, at the very least, maybe like the first two waves, but then it, that's just me hiding. And you kind of got to like pick how you want to play. And then that's why, yeah, that's so, what makes playing with a squad better. Because y'all are like, all right, you just sit there, shoot this shit until you run into somebody. Yeah. Plus, I was never, plus, I was never really um, the best at shooters. Like, even, even playing um, uh, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare. Like I was never really, I was never really like the best. I was never really like top three. Like on a good, like on a good, on a great game, I'll be like top five. So was, me and shooters are me and shooters. I'm just, I'm just not good at shooters. Like I, I enjoy, like I can enjoy certain, I can enjoy certain shooters, but uh, me and shooters are just like I'm not, I'm not quick on the trigger. I'm not good at like quick, quick aim and stuff like that. So I feel playing that. Apex Legends is just like it's not. It's like damn, I'm about to die and then die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's it's not it's not it's not it's, unless unless is my teammate unless gonna dying, unless dying and being reborn is is a part of the mechanics of the game. Like it's not for me when it's yeah. Sure. But it, it's doable though, where you can like res down people and then like legit scoop up their banner. Because there's been times where I have gotten down, well I've died, gotten my banner scooped, resed, and we went going on to like win the match or just some shit like that it's 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 just a lot of different things yeah but i get it though completely i say you give battle royales like find one that clicks with you and then really get into it because go read the manga for battle royale i think i would have more fun reading the manga than playing the game To, to be honest, it's just like it's just, I don't just know. It's just, it's just, a, it's, like, it's just a, it's just that, it's just the concept. The concept, it just doesn't click. Like it looks, like it looks fun. Like, a, like I know that I enjoy watching people play it. Like, yeah. even, like even even games like for Lauren Fortnite, I can, I can enjoy people watching it, but me actually playing it, and like I'm I'm not like I'm not likely to jump in with a squad because like certain games I have to just I have to be in the mood to play it. So it's like it could be like I don't really play it. I don't feel like playing it right now. If I don't play it in the next five minutes, then I'll probably never play it for another month. Like it's just very, it's very mood striking. So the the uh, the odds of, of catching it with this squad is is very low. But it's I feel like, like I, I don't I don't have anything against it. It's just like the game and me playing it. It's just not something that that's uh, gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean I get yeah I get that. So Jalen, give us your series or franchise that you just can't get into well right now is one specific game and it's funny because this is a game that's having a sequel come out soon 
that everyone's hyped for. But I really could not get that into Last of Us. Like, I recognize that it's really good, but it just doesn't... It's something about dirty, sad people that doesn't click with me. <laughs> like, that's why I couldn't get into Walking Dead. That's why I couldn't get into Last of Us. If you were dirty and sad, I'm not couldn't get into it. the hipster movement. It's you could just... be one or the other, but not both. <laughs> I need one or the other. Either If you're going to be dirty, give me a good time. Something like uh, Killjoys or, you know, something fun. Borderlands. Like, Bor eh, yeah, yeah. So I you don't really want Borderlands either, for being real. Like I see the appeal of it, it just doesn't. Yeah, Borderlands is one that people are another shooter that is like, oh, you like shooters, so you must be into Borderlands. It's like, no, I've tried legitimately. Uh, yeah. Every Borderlands, Borderlands one. Borderlands two. Yeah, yeah, I can't. I you know, tried. It, I try. I played that once. I was like, oh, this is kind of fun, but I never went back and played it again. Or yeah. felt the need to, so that's kind of says. Yeah, I mean, I could, I definitely, I, I like the, la I like the Last of Us, but I one hundred percent understand why you would not not play that game. You know, yeah, with it's all the leaks, so shit, good, I've been thinking though. about playing it. I recognize oh. that it's good, but it's also like, fucking good. I, I can only handle so much dirty and sad. <laughs> so you can't handle the realism. I love it. No, no, no. You I can handle the realism. Put, put it all, put me off about it too. Was the dirty sadness. <laughs> But it's literally just specifically dirty sad. Same thing with Days so Gone. Like Days Gone, Walking Dead. Just don't. I'm, I don't. I'm not into dirty and sad. I don't, I don't so know. Yeah, that's that's kind of my genre. So just take I mean, a shower. Actually, like, actually, I like showers. I like showers though. But you know, hey, Red Dead. Actually, the, the one, dirty, the one exception like would be like a good western or a Ronin film. Those are the only exceptions. Uh, whatever. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's partially why I like uh, I like Red Dead. I mean, but they're post-apocalyptic. See, but that's the thing about like, it. Red Dead isn't dirty and sad. It's, it's dirty, dirty and, and sad, old. Dog. I can it's deal dirty. with old. It's I can dirty deal with old. It's old, dirty, and mad. It's first, first off, exactly. it's dirty. Slightly then it gets racist. Sad. I, I, yes, it gets sad at the end, but the game itself isn't a hundred percent dirty and sad. It's dirty and pissed off. Dirty and understanding that the world has moved on from you. You're just a relic of an old age. That's kind of sad to me. It is sad. It's a sad, but it's a sad I can deal with. Is Arthur Morgan racist? I don't think he's racist. No, there's there's no a, no no. He has a he, he actually talks shit while you're killing the clans. He's one of the good ones. He's one of the game where he places himself as an ally. He's one of the. He's they a, made, he, they I feel like he's one of the good like Rockstar, ones. You know? Rockstar made a, Rockstar made a very very specific point to do that, where him and Lenny they have a moment where it's like, you know what? I understand that. Hey, things are different for you, and I'm upset at that. But, you I know, swear to God, I, there's, I, a, there's I, a point I where you're just I like, I want your black. Yeah, it's like I was like, yeah, exactly. It's like, hey, and I get you it. Know, I, I just like I get it. Like things are different I mean, for you. There, and that's, Arthur that's, is that's the type who will invite his colored friends to go run run over the clan real quick. <laughs> but he's not gonna. He's not never gonna call funny. Hog tiger clan member feeding him to a puma. Madrid, I'm not even gonna give this any time. What is your slept on? Or what is your franchise that you couldn't get into? I got a few, but I'm just gonna go with The Witcher. Yeah, I, I, I can get into the, the I can get into the series. I'm gonna toss a coin at your boy, but oof. I'm gonna say that right game. now, the, the Witcher Three is the only Witcher game that is honestly actually playable. Just being yeah. honest here. Like, I like, see yeah, where it hits. Get past the barrier of the controls for 1 and 2, they're pretty good. But 3 is the only one that's actually playable out the box. 
like I, I see where it hits. Like you know, you got you got these you got this magic. You know, saying you're a mutant. You know, you're fucking Geralt, the White Wolf. You got two swords. Two swords. Fuck. You know what I'm saying? But I just didn't, just didn't hit for me. Even the series didn't make me re-download it. So there's that. I think I me and open world games kind of have a love hate relationship too. I love it when it's done right, but I never finish them because I kind of hate having to do all that stuff. It's weird. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're going to wrap it here. Unless anybody has a one more thing they really want to get out. I do have a one more week. thing. Um, Everybody should get on Steam and go get the demo for She Dreams Elsewhere. I played like the first 10 minutes of it. And that's just dope. I'm giving heavy Earthbound slash Undertale vibes from this, and I'm fucking yeah. with it. Yeah, like, um, go listen to the, go look, check out the rest of Rupees podcast. They had the dev on, you know what I'm saying, indie black dev, you know what I'm saying. He made this himself. He's young, too. He's, like, in his early 20s. I forgot his age. But this game's tight. Sounds you should, than you me. should check it out. Right. He's influenced by Earthbound and Persona, so. All right. Well, remember, you can follow us all collectively around the internet, cheesycontrollerpodcast.com. You can follow me on Twitter and Twitch, at Anton6 with three X's, Chris. Chef and Chris. Jalen. Squid Bishop. Madrid. Speedwagon X. And Josh. I know Jones everywhere. All right, this has been the Kumasanti production. Until next time, keep it cheesy.